0: Tim Benz in with you today, filling in for Mark. It is John Ouran. Make sure you check out John's work as the media reporter for Sports Business Journal. He's the best in the business, in my opinion, when it comes to sports and media coverage. You can also listen to him on his podcast, the Martian and Ouran Sports Media Podcast. John, thanks a lot for taking some time to join us. Uh, You were the guy that had the story first about FSG and the AT&T Sportsnet. Uh, acquisition Uh, this is kind of a three-part conversation I would think here in Pittsburgh what does it mean for the Penguins what does it mean for the Pirates and what does it mean for the viewers Uh, let's start with the Pens because I think that's the most straightforward conversation is this just basically kind of like what Nesson is for the Red Sox and the Bruins up in Massachusetts and New England is that basically what's happening here with the Pens and FSG
1: yeah, I like. I really like how you asked that question because I, I think for the for the viewers and for the Penguins, there really isn't going to be a big change for the Pirates. That's a completely different question. So, uh, as you said, Fen- Fenway Sports Group they own the Red Sox. They uh they they also own and operate uh, the majority of Nessen, which is the regional sports network up in the Boston area, and they've agreed to take over AT and T Sportsnet. Um, and so. Uh, I'm not sure exactly when that's going to close, but it's going to happen within the next uh, probably month or so. And you can basically take a look at Boston and see how they're going to treat uh, the uh, the Penguins, which means that the Penguins are going to remain on linear television. That means on, you know, cable television, on satellite television. Uh, in Boston, they started a direct consumer service for the Red Sox games so that if you don't have to subscribe to Cable in order to get it, and they priced it right around thirty dollars a month. It's kind of at a, a high price in comparison. Uh, you can expect them eventually. They haven't made any any noise about this yet, but based on what they're doing in Boston, you can expect them to do a direct consumer penguins uh, penguin service uh, in in Pittsburgh. Uh, along that would uh, exist alongside the uh, regular TV channel. So for if you're a fan. Of the uh, Pittsburgh Penguins, you're going to be watching pretty much a similar way that you've been watching in the past. It's just gonna you're, you, there's going to be that added uh, direct-to-consumer um, uh, service most likely,
0: but a little bit cheaper, right? Because at least in Boston, they've got two teams on the feed, correct?
1: I, I don't know about that. So the, the uh, you would think it would be cheaper, but they don't want to price it so low. That all of a sudden everybody ditches their cable and uh, and and then they don't make money off their their traditional TV uh, setup. So right now there are companies like uh, like Fenway that are keeping the pricing relatively high, and so you have to be a big fan and cut the cord in order to get it because they still ESPN all the regional sports networks TNT all the channels they still make so much money off of cable and they don't want to they don't want to encourage people to leave that cable bundle
0: okay so that's a good description of what those of us in Pittsburgh can expect from the hockey side now let's get to the more complex thing and that's the pirates <laughs> uh what does it mean for the pirates and what does it mean for fans of the pirates who want to watch them okay so
1: for fans of the pirates it almost certainly means that they're going to be able to do the same thing, watch the pirates on on, on uh, a television channel, and uh, and almost certainly uh, uh, have the ability to, to stream games to, uh, direct to consumer. The big question is what channel that's gonna be on, who's gonna be running the direct to consumer, and, and sort of w- what it all looks like, and that still is to be determined. Right now, what I've been told is that the, the pirates are entertaining an idea of, of going, with the the fenway uh rsn so they would still be paired with the penguins on on that regional sports network uh what they also are, are considering doing is what the padres did in san diego and what the diamondbacks did in phoenix which is to take their rights and give them back to major league baseball and then major league baseball produces the games and, and makes them available via streaming as well so there, there's a, a very good possibility that that happens it's up It's up to the Pirates. I've been told that they're likely to do it with Major League Baseball, but there's still a decision to be made there. It, 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 they haven't reached a foregone conclusion yet.
0: So for folks who want to see the Pirates get better and watch them actually win occasionally when they do watch them, I mean, so much of us know that tons of money go to the bigger market teams because of their local television deals. Explain to us what you mean when you say that they're going to give back their rights to Major League Baseball. Uh, What does that mean exactly for the Pirates? How do they make money then off of their television deals?
1: I have bad news for people of Pittsburgh. I'm an Orioles fan. Bad news for the uh, uh, people in smaller markets like the the Orioles. Uh, The the, the divide right now between the haves and the have-nots, it appears that it's going to be growing over mm. the next couple of years because you have uh, you have the biggest teams in the biggest markets like the Yankees with YES Network, the Dodgers own their own uh, regional sports network in Los Angeles, the Cubs own their own regional sports network, the Red Sox own their own their own regional sports network, and so it's, uh, Major League Baseball is methodic- methodically methodically. Trying to get back as much of of the rights as it can, so it can come out with a with a service where it has you know the majority of teams' games. How it's going to be able to do that without the cooperation of some of these really big teams with the big RSNs in the big market is uh, is something that I haven't gotten a, a really satisfactory answer to, and we don't know what's going to happen moving forward. But it doesn't uh, it, it doesn't look great right now that the the the, uh, the Padres and the Diamondbacks have sold their rights back to Major League Baseball and Major League Baseball has said that they will pay, uh, has, has agreed to pay the Padres and the Diamondbacks 80% of what they were getting uh, for, for from a uh, rights fee from the Valley Sports Networks that, that had carried them before. That's something that's not gonna last forever. It's not 100% certain what they will pay because they will pay for the rights to the Pirates, but that can't last forever too because eventually these big market teams don't want to subsidize the Pirates and just uh, have it go back to the, uh, to, to the League baseball. Well, yeah. I was just about to, this, that was going to be my
0: next question, John. Is this not a competitive balance question at some point then, or a competing interest question if, if nothing else?
1: Yeah. Well, the, the, the quick answer to your question is yes.
0: <laughs> but what, what
1: baseball is trying to do is, uh, th- there's, there's a whole uproar right now in the media business. Uh, if you look at the way that you watch entertainment programming, when was the last time you sat down and watched an entertainment show with commercials and everything on a cable television channel? Everybody's streaming from Netflix or Apple TV Plus or Amazon Prime, and that's how they're watching. That hasn't happened with the sports business yet, but it's slowly starting. And, and the reason why it's starting is that uh, ESPN, to, to name one channel, a couple of years ago, that ESPN was in front of, uh, or it had 100 million subscribers, and that was 100 million subscribers that's paying about ten dollars a month uh, for for ESPN. Um, so, so that's a lot of money. Well, that's down to 70, and it's continuing to drop. There's no there's no end in sight. Everybody's trying to figure out where it is. So they lost that 30 million subscribers in a couple of years, and so sports right now it's starting to migrate to direct to consumer. And and baseball's trying to get in front of it and try to co- collect the rights so that when, when it's ready to go direct to consumer, it will have a big package of rights that it can sell to who knows who, uh, Amazon, Apple, maybe fanatics.
0: John Alran with us. Check him out. Sports Business Journal. He's the best when it comes to sports media conversation. Nobody does it better. So John just so I'm hearing you right on this and I'm just going to use round numbers that mean absolutely nothing because I'm terrible at math but I want to keep it easy for myself and for the listeners. So let's let's just say for the sake of argument the Pirates TV deal with ATT t SportsNet is worth 100 million dollars, okay? So now you're saying that they will get 80 million dollars back from Major League Baseball? Where can they make up that other $20 million then? Can they go out and sell $20 million worth of advertising on the side or $25 million worth of advertising on the side and kick it into the TV deal then? Can, can they do that? Would that be allowed? Uh, I guess
1: they could, they, they could, but if you're listening to what the – it's not just baseball. If you're listening to what Adam Silver said, he's the commissioner of the NBA, of course, what Rod Manford has been saying – the teams are going to go through a period of what they, what what uh, Adam Silver has called quote unquote pain, because they're not going to make as much from their local media rights as they could have. This cable, this cable TV strategy that uh, enriched the, the the pirates, it it there will never be another strategy like this. They they were in a, a channel that your grand proverbial grandmother down the road was helping to subsidize, even though she never watched the pirates or the, the channel at all just because she, she subscribed to cable and the channel got paid off the number of cable of subscribers it had nothing to do with video and so going from that to direct to consumer or going from that to a smaller uh, distribution in, in, in the cable tv universe it means that the, those networks and the teams are going to be getting a lot less money in the near term the hope is eventually it'll get back up to it but there is going to be a little bit of pain that that uh, clubs like the Pirates and uh, the Orioles are going to have to uh, deal
0: with. Oh, that's what we need is more pain around here when it comes to baseball because we haven't had enough. <laughs> um, so, so am I wrong? And my whole theory, and I ranted about this before you came on, John, um, ranted before I saw the Steelers had two punters still on their roster. Then I ranted about something else. Uh, but sure. I, I was ranting about this earlier before you came on regarding, like, the streaming service um, boom that we're seeing right now. Is it all going to come back to something that's like cable eventually anyway? Like, is it all going to get so big? We're all paying for so many streaming services. Is it all going to funnel back into one place, whether it's called cable or it's called something else that it kind of functions like cable? Are we going to see that someday? It has
1: to. Everybody believes that it will be. It's called uh, in the business. The the term they use is rebundling. So right now, everything is getting outside the bundle and then you're going to rebundle it. But if you're a baseball fan right now, you have to subscribe to cable. You have to subscribe to Peacock because they're going to have one or two of your right. games on Sunday. You have to subscribe to um, to Apple TV Plus because they're going to have one or two of your games on Friday. If you want to see uh, if you want to see all of these games, you know you have to subscribe to three or four different uh, d- different providers, or just not not watch the games. It's even worse in other in other leagues where. Yeah, I'm a I'm a Big Ten fan. If if you want to watch the the Big Ten, you're gonna have to subscribe to Peacock. You're gonna have to subscribe to cable. And you're you're gonna have to subscribe to uh, you know, potentially like Paramount Plus as well. Uh, all, all of this is, is expenses that are going way way up. Yeah. And at some point there is gonna be a rebundling. So it's a keep complaining about it because I I see it. I just saw it last weekend. Speaking of Fenway Sports Group, uh, Mookie Betts going back to Fenway Park for the first time. People that have devoted their entire seasons to watching uh, Nesson and the Red Sox on Nesson had to somehow figure out how to get it on Apple TV Plus, and so you know, there, there was there was no recourse for that. So it's a uh, it's making the uh, the league some money. It's making Apple some money, but it's, it's not fan friendly at all.
0: Well, John, they're actually putting football games back on in movie theaters now, I read. So I guess <laughs> if we're going back to the way it was for like boxing in the 1940s <laughs> or at least the 1950s, we could eventually get back to cable somehow, I suppose.
1: I don't want to sound like a pessimist, but can you think of a worse place to watch a football game than in a movie theater? I mean, give me a sports bar, for goodness
0: sake. Yeah, or just, you know, g- get a bigger surround sound system in your house. I imagine that might be cheaper <laughs> than planning on going to four or five TV games that are in movie theaters. <laughs> hey, John, thanks a lot. As always, uh, y- you deliver with the information. Uh, and I know you're the best in the business when it comes to this stuff. So thank you for carving out some time for a very important local Pittsburgh story that's right in your wheelhouse. So I thank you for it. Anytime. Thanks for having me. All right. John Ouran from Sports Business Journal. He's the guy that had the story about the AT&T Sportsnet situation with the uh, Penguins and the Pirates. Wow. How about that for a pessimistic look on what this means to the Pirates? More pain. (laughs) Obviously, it's been a pain-free existence since 1979 in Pittsburgh, especially when it comes to the economics of baseball. Let's have a little bit more.